Hey, last week my sister and I got on and we talked about intent versus impact, knee-jerk reactions, and other things that come up when we're talking about social justice, equity, and inclusion. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I encourage you to do so because it was a lot of fun. But wait, before you do that, I encourage you to listen to this episode with my friend, Pauline Jean. Welcome to Diversity Dish, where we're dishing on everything diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice related. My name is Sidrola Maruska, and we're bridging the gap between what needs to be said and what needs to be heard. Those individual experiences that are often ignored or simply dismissed. Sometimes I'm dining alone, sometimes I'm dining with friends, and sometimes I'm dining a la carte. No matter how I'm dining, it promises to be delicious. Let's dig in. Haitian-American performing artist Pauline Jean is a captivating songstress whose distinctive voice and rousing melodies have caught the attention of audiences both young and old. Pauline brings a refreshing sound to today's music, creating an erudite blend of worldly jazz that draws from her Creole roots and integrates modern and traditional inflections. She has received considerable press globally from leading media publications such as Downbeat, Jazzwise, All About Jazz, World Music Report, Jazz Times, and many more. Pauline shares her perspectives on music and life as a musician through teaching private students and workshops for singers on all levels in the U.S. and abroad. She travels to Haiti annually with a group of musicians as part of the Experience Aitsi mission to provide aid, masterclasses, free concerts, and instrument distribution throughout different regions of the island. Pauline is a graduate from Berklee College of Music and a cultural musical ambassador worldwide. She's also my good friend. That man over there said you should open the door for me. That man over there said you should help me when I cross the street. That same man over there said you should treat me with the best but what happened to me what happened with the rest ain't how a woman look at me look in my arms i have worked so hard but you just can't see life into this world my baby boys my precious girls you took away from me ain't hello pauline it is so good to see you my sister 
<laughs> it's so good to be here, Sadie. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the Diversity Dish. Yes, I had to have you on Diversity Dish because you are formidable. You are fabulous. And I just, and I know you have stuff to tell us because you are not only a musician, but you are also an educator. So I know that your brain thinks about things. And so it's good to have you here to share with. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. A pleasure. It's an honor to be here. Honor. Oh, thank you. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is something that I ask everybody just off the bat. We start so that we can, you know, kind of ease into the diversity talk and all that stuff. We're going to just okay. kind of get to know you just a little bit better. And okay. I just want to know, what is it that you are passionate about right now? Wow. Passionate right now. Yes. Uh, that's a good question. I'm passionate about life. Okay. Yeah. I think we take life for granted. And I think with this whole pandemic, it makes me want to live more. It makes me want to love more. It makes me appreciate life so much more and all of my gifts and all my talents. And that, you know, I am so I can't wait for this pandemic to be over because I want to have that opportunity to, to just give more and just be more present in life. Yes, I love that. I think that I I think that a lot of us are feeling that pang right now where it's like, man, there's so many things I took for granted before that I am so excited now to not take for granted anymore. So I love that being passionate about life. I'm passionate <laughs> about life. <laughs> I'm telling you. For and it's, you know, the go. thing is that life, life is, it's here for a moment. We are all passengers on this earth and death is inevitable or not, I won't say death, but transitioning from the physical to the spiritual world. Right. And so, you know, this is all we know right now. And so we see our loved ones, like my father passed away this year. My father want, want me to keep on living. I had to live for my mom. I have to hold her dear. So many people have transitioned this year alone. 2020 yes. started out with a bang, you know. So and many people. Like so many people. And so we are still here for a reason and for a purpose. And whatever that is, I'm here, I'm going to live. And I'm That's passionate right. about that. That's right. That's right. We're here. We got to live. Girl, we got I, to live. <laughs> I am on that train with you for real, because honestly, I felt that way ever since cancer diagnosis, getting through that. And I'm like, I am here for a reason. There is no time to lose. I have got to go. If you are lollygagging, I'm sorry, but I'm going to leave you behind because I can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, and I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. I oh my really gosh, thank grind. you. I really see what you're doing. I know a book is coming out. I know a lot of things are coming out for you. I see it. <laughs> I see it. You're going out like, you know, it's like the horses, you open the door, you're like, <laughs> you're, <gone. laughs> you're in my brain. You're in my I brain. Know. I know. I, 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 I see. I see your trajectory. I see it. I see it. Thank you. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad because sometimes I can't see it all. Those days that I can't really see that trajectory, then I go, I focus on this moment right now. And there right. was something really interesting that I read. There was, this, I think it was a football coach and he was one of the most winning and winningest coaches. Mm -hmm. And 
they asked him, how is it that you get your team to work so well? Like, even when things are down, what is it that you, you say to them? He's like, we just win. We just, we think about what's wow. important now. We exactly. win. And once you do that, you refocus back on what's important now, there's nothing that you can't accomplish because instead of thinking about 500 things or next week, this is going to happen. You think about, okay, what's happening right now today, this moment that really Mm -hmm. needs to be done so that that kind of takes care of itself. And then, and then it it just, it kind of clicks. It just kind of, you know, it works, you know? So, so yes, thank you for that. But yes, I think, I definitely think that that's a, that's a big part of it. Absolutely. So you are a musician, my love. And by the way, I don't think the audience knows that we are friends from way back. (laughs) (laughs) Since we were teenagers. (laughs) Since we were teenagers, we've been friends. We sang together. We traveled together. We're just, you know, so we're, we're, this is, this is old love here. Yes. yes. (laughs) So, but I want you to tell us about your musical journey because you are now, you are a jazz singer. You, girl, I'm going to, I'm going to link your video that you did the most Uh, recent one. I'm going to link all your stuff. I'm going to link it in the show notes, but I want you to tell us about your musical journey. Like how do you evolve? Okay. You know, interestingly enough, I never thought I was going to be a singer. Really? What'd you think you were going to be? A lawyer. Okay. (laughs) I was a political, I was a political science major in college. Okay. And, and the thing is that, you know, of course, being raised in church, everybody sings in church, you know, it's like, and right. so being a part of a group or part of a choir, that was just natural. Yes. And so even going to high school, like I said, I auditioned for music and art and performing arts as an incoming sophomore. And I walked in, I didn't apply for the school. I walked in. Look and at you. Yes, uh-huh. but, but I always feel like everything in my life is very, very spiritual. I really feel like God's hand is in everything that I do. And so my path was already set. I just didn't know it. You know, and also being raised in a Caribbean household, my family's from Haiti and, mm-hmm. and uh, our family's from Haiti. So, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, it's it's never the arts are not really the first thing to be encouraged to do as a profession. Right. So, you know, it's like nurse, doctor, lawyer, you know. That's right. (laughs) That's so right. And I lived my life doing everything for everybody else. I was Mm. a people pleaser. I really wanted to do what they wanted me to do. And again, I was happy at that point in time but at the same time you start to get a sense of uh, you got you start to as you get older uh, get a sense of a, a, a period of discovery and I've always considered myself a late bloomer so my yes. teacher one of my mentors would say well Pauline it's a good thing that you're a late bloomer because when all the roses have died out you're still holding up the fragrance yes, oh, yes. I love that that's really nice <laughs> I love it <laughs> you know and I, and I said, oh, wow. And, you know, I started, I worked as a paralegal for a while. Again, I was going to go to law school. And then I started taking back music classes, but I never, I never took jazz. 
or anything of that nature. And when I started taking these classes, I was, oh my gosh, things were easy for me to do, to mimic, to sing. And then I also started taking lessons with a teacher vocally who was saying, Pauline, you know, you sing from this note to this note. You know, when you stand before the father and he asks you, what have you done with the gift? What are you going to say? Well, so these exactly. So these are my encounter with different mentors and knowing that, okay, if I do music, this is nothing of a, it's, it's not for me. It's, it's more than me. And so I started to pursue it and I did a, a workshop. I performed my first time at a club, the, you know, the duplex cabaret theater in down in the village. And, yeah. um, and my coworkers came. It was my first time doing anything of that nature because everything was church, 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 church. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which, which is a blessing for me because again, church gave me my ear training. Church made me assertive. Church allowed me to speak in front of people and not be afraid. So That's there's a right. lot of beautiful things with being raised in the church, which is a blessing as well. So, you know, once that happened, my a good co- a good friend of mine, a coworker, was like, "Pauline, your time is now. You should really pursue this." I was like, "I don't know, I, you know," but that would take meaning leaving my nine to five grind. That yes. would take me leaving everything behind, going to school and pursuing music. And I did just that. And again, everything is very, very spiritual with me. And I wasn't sure what I would need to do. So on the day I was going to actually go to check out the school, you know, I was lying down and I heard a voice that says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you no matter where you go. So I used that. I was like, you know what? I got to go. I will not be abandoned if I do go. And I went and it was the most amazing experience ever going to school. And after school, I never had a nine to five grind. I was grinding everyone. I was grinding y'all. I was grinding. <laughs> You're grinding, but it was I not was nine grinding. to five. <laughs> it was not nine to five. Eating some peanut butter and jelly. It was not, <laughs> you know. I hear you, girl. But But again, you know, doors started to open and things started to happen for me that I could have never imagined all because I said, yes, I didn't listen. I, I, you know, a lot of, especially being raised in a, you know, in, in a Christian setting and, you know, anything that's like not Christian related is actually discouraged. And, uh, you know, if it's, especially if it's particularly in the arts, they won't discourage you from being a lawyer, but they will discourage you from being an actress or a dancer, or a singer, or, and you know, the thing is that my thing is, look, God didn't bring me all the way here for me to just stay inside. I mean, I don't mind you as a person. If you are in the church, that's fine. Your calling is in the church, that's fine. But there are many of us that have to be called out because there's so there's darkness out there. And if we allow darkness to reign and there's no light because we're saying we got to stay in the church, then how is it we're going to shine? Light pierced the darkness, but then that's another. Ooh, sister girl, go ahead now. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing. So yes. the thing is that I was raised, the, 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 the Bible says you you train a child and you, you raise up a child and you train them and, and they won't depart from how you train them. So my thing was, I knew who I was. So, and I think, you know, a lot of times people get lost because they don't know who they are or whose they are. So, but I knew what I wanted and I just, 
I just didn't want to just not do the, my heart is saying for me to do something. And everybody's telling me no, because of, because of, because of, and I'm like, um, but I'm not, I'm not going to do drugs. I don't drink, you know, I don't, you know, there's certain things I just don't do. mm -hmm. I mean, if you do it again, that's, that's you. I know for me, that's on you, but for me, I'm, and, but they, uh, they equate a lot of the arts with, you know, a lot of negative stereotypes, Mm -hmm. not that, you know, there's, there aren't any validity to it. There are some validity, but that's like in any and everything, you know, you could be a lawyer and you could be snorting Coke. I mean, it is what it is. Okay. Thank so, you. That's so, right. <laughs> you know, a lawyer, stockbroker, snorting Coke, exactly. you know, in the bathroom, and running exactly. around. Girl. But they're thinking you're promiscuous. You're doing this and any other, and that's not even the case. Right. You know, again, uh, well, not for me. So I've always, so I said, you know what, I'm going to use the gifts and the talents and, and, and sing. That's, that's what I'm called to do. And the minute I started saying yes, God just started opening the doors and I've seen and traveled the world and perform on many big stages, many festivals, um, collaborated with so many amazing people. And I'm just really, really grateful for that opportunity. Really, really grateful. But it's just by saying yes. Yes. Have you read the book by Shonda Rhimes, My Year of Yes? A year. No, I haven't. You should read it. it. Yes, you should read it. Because I read that book and I was like, what? Yes. Okay. I'm just that. Yes. Okay. I can do that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Honestly, when you open yourself up to your intuition, to yourself, when you actually listen to your intuition and you say, you know, nothing is going to turn me, turn me away from this because you don't understand my walk. You don't understand where I am. So how can you understand how I am feeling or how I'm going to feel when I, when I do this thing? So I really come to the realization that that being true to yourself, whatever that means, is what's so important for anybody, right? you know, for anybody. Exactly. So, so you've traveled in, you've, you've, you've done a lot of traveling, you've, you've, you've encountered a lot of different people, you're in this industry, and I want to know, in this industry, have you encountered situations where racism might be might have been a factor interestingly enough no but that's that's a good thing that's a good thing because again I've always been but again that's not everybody's experience I've just been blessed to also be with the best so in in that experience I am I am kind of like I guess hidden it's hidden from me because right. if, if, if I'm in an area with dignitaries, right. And right. governors and mm-hmm. you know, no one's going to, I'm the guest. No one's going to really treat you in that negative way. Right. I have encountered sexism. Okay. You know, like where, you know, because it's a male dominated field. So, you know, if a person is, uh, you know, they feel like, okay, I, I'll give you an example. I ended up getting a performance, you know, going to a performance, um, getting a festival outside of the country. And it was my first, first 
festival to like Nevis Island. Mm -hmm. nice. And um, it was beautiful. So I got my band together and, and you know, the band that I had recorded my first album with. And so we were headed down there. Come to find out, you know, I was performing with a band every week, you know, so on and so forth at this club back, back in the days. I will not name the club. <laughs> and one time the drummer started playing very loudly behind me. And I'm like, what is going on here? And it was weird. And I said, you know what? Okay. Because my thing is, I'm on the stage. That's my sacred space. So don't respect my, don't disrespect this my was, sacred space. Right. Okay. So, but I was trying to figure out what was going on. Come to find out, the piano told me that that drummer was upset that I took my own band to the Caribbean for the festival instead of them. And I said, you know what? I said, why would you, and that, you know, I guess they were all upset. I said, but why, I'm a sideman. I'm a vocalist, but I'm a sideman too. You call me to perform just like you would call a horn player to perform. So if that horn player had another gig with someone, it wouldn't be a big deal to you. But because I'm a woman, Right. And I'm singing. Now you feel like you have some sort of like, uh, uh, like, uh, are you giving me the uh, 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 the stage to sing, an opportunity to sing? So because of that, which I'm working hard, mm. I'm working just like mm. all everybody else using their instrument. But I have to now turn around and give you give you a gig because you gave me a gig. I work for that gig. Doesn't make sense. Right. Exactly. Yes. You know, but you wouldn't do that to a band. You wouldn't do that as a side, a horn player or anyone like that. Mm -hmm. But so now you are upset because I did that. You start playing loudly. You start kind of disrespecting me on the stage. And you know what? I never played with them again. Because okay. once you disrespect my sacred space, that's it. I don't give you any second chances because yeah. my space is sacred. And I said, you know, I see you and I'm peace out. I'm done. <laughs> it's like you already showed me who you are. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> See you. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh no. my goodness. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. I can see how that could be. There's, there's a certain level of what we call it possessiveness that men get around women, even if the woman is in her own right. Right. There's a certain type of possessiveness, you know, well, you, we gave you, you should have, you know, you're supposed to take us, you know, that got that kind of. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is that, you know what, if they got called to do, you know, again, I'm a sideman, so they can pick anybody they want to perform yeah. and travel with. I should be given that same right because I am a musician just like you. That's right. That's right. Period. Period. End of story. End of end of end, end of scene. Exactly. <laughs> end of scene. Final cut. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So in your travels then, where where is the most magical place you've performed? And because you are spiritually connected, I feel like you're going to, you know, you will connect to the places that you've been. Oh, my goodness. I, man, uh, there's each place have had their own, uh, there's a, in their own way, have some sort of magic. Yes. But for me, 
my first connection, like my first festival in Haiti was so, so magical because it was right the year after the earthquake because I was supposed to perform the year the earthquake happened. And okay. then when I performed there, it was, you know, I felt like I was connected with the ground, you know, because of, you know, the earthquake, the devastation, the ancestors, and, yeah. you know, singing from, a, I was singing from a different place and everybody on the stage, there was some, something that was happening that was so, so magical. Yeah, I would say that um, performance was really, really magical for me. Haiti, Haiti, then Africa, of course. And, you know, St. Lucia, Russia. It's a whole bunch of them, but. <laughs> but we start with Haiti. We start, we with, start with, Haiti. with our motherland. Right, yeah, right. we start with my, our motherland. Grandmama yes, land was, is, is, was good right. too. But it, it was very magical. And, you know, we lost over 300,000 people. Um, yes. And so when we were able to come back to the, the music, it wasn't like a regular festival. It was more a message of healing to give to the people. And again, it was, it was, it was really beautiful. I was touched. Right. I, I had a feeling you might say Haiti because I know I've been to Haiti one time and I really would like to go again, but you know, things, it's just not time yet. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. It's just not time yet. So it hasn't happened, but when it did happen, it was time. It was, it was perfectly timed. And, but I remember getting there and going, oh my gosh, because, you know, people were talking left and right. I was like, oh my gosh, I understand everything that everybody is saying. This is like, so, oh my God, you know, like, and of course you say, well, you're, when you're in America, you're understanding what everybody's saying because everybody's speaking English, you know, for the most part. But there is something really just, I don't know, just connecting or spiritual. Yeah. When you go to a country and the people look like you and they talk like you and you understand the nuances you understand where they're coming from like you understand this is the place that i would would have been birthed right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's something so incredible about that yeah. and i felt the whole time i was i was there for two weeks with my aunt and uncle we did a number of things some were planned and some were just happenstance, yes. which was fantastic. And we were there over the um, Christmas and New Year's time. Oh, yeah. That's the best time. That's the best time. Ooh, girl. That's the best time because that's the time where all the differences are put aside and there was no everybody, craziness. Everybody was just. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. So I, so I, I kind of expected that you would say that, but yeah, it's good to hear that you did. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Haiti, when you also think about it, this is like, it's so ancestral, you know, it's yes. just like, you know, this is mommy land, grandma, great, great grandma, great, 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 great grandma, you know, and, and so on. And so that connection is there. And then you have family. And again, it, you know, the nuances, the way the people walk, the way they sit, it's just very musical. And, you know, and there's beauty in everything, you know, and uh, again, it's just, um, I, yeah, it's, 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 uh, 
it's a, actually a beautiful place. It's very chaotic in some instances. Oh, gorgeous. But at the same time, it is just beautiful in so many aspects. The people are just beautiful people. Just gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember thinking to myself, I was like, oh my gosh, look, I'm looking over here and I'm seeing mountains. And then I turn over here and here's the ocean. That is like so awesome to me. Like, it's just like, oh. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, so and everybody, it's, it's like, there's a pace, you know, there's a pace. Everybody's mm-hmm. just like, and you know, everybody's just, you know, just doing what they need to do to survive, to live, you know, to just be. And it's yes. just, it, it, yes. it's a beautiful country that really needs just right direction, just yes. right care. You know, once it has that leader and once it has the people that's in it, you know, that really wants it to advance, I'm telling you, Haiti will be what it used to be. The Pearl of the Antilles, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, The Pearl Mm. of the Antilles. Absolutely. It's just, yes, it will definitely be that. It will. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it, girl. Mm, Yes. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your last video the I remember we were talking when I was doing the Wednesday wind down on oh, yeah. Instagram and you were telling me that you were studying Sojourner Truth and you were about to release your writing songs and you were about to release and I was like okay and girl that song came out and I was just like she did that <laughs> she did that yes so tell us a little bit about what inspired you in terms of Sojourner Truth and what, what you discovered as you, were, as you were studying this amazing historical woman, this ancestor of ours? I mean, I don't even know where to start with Sojourner Truth, but I'll start. <laughs> no, seriously, this woman was like the bravest, most courageous woman. I mean, again, it's like, History doesn't do her justice. I bet um, it doesn't, considering that history is written mostly by men. By men and also by a white narrative. That's right. You know, so with Sojourner Truth, she was, she just embodies um, braveness. She was a woman who, again, she just changed her life around being subjected to slavery, being subjected to abuse of every kind imaginable, being a person that went from being a victim to a victor. Mm-hmm. She, she's like a, a woman that's often forgotten in history, but she played such an amazing role in the women's suffrage movement. And, and she also brought to the forefront how black women were treated so unfairly throughout history. And her life spoke about that. And so for me, I wanted to reflect the emotional content of her soul. I wanted to transport it to the now. I wanted to bring it to a modern, give it a modern feel because she, again, you know, a lot of people might not understand a lot of, let's say, that mod, that way of, of talking back then, you know what I mean? So they don't really 
grasp it um, until you, you know, you have to put it in, in terms of the now. So that's kind of what I did. And also, you know, it was the hundredth anniversary for women's rights, you know, voting rights this year. So that was in April 26th. But what happened was that that voting right wasn't for all women. That's right. It wasn't. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you know, I have, I have a, a, a double mind about it, you know, because on the one hand, yay. On the other hand, it's really just yay for you because I wasn't included in that until 64, 65. Exactly. So exactly. you weren't really fighting for me. You were fighting for you. And so, okay, yay. But, but, but what happened was that the thing is that Black women have always been fighting, fighting. for the right. So, so with Sojourner Truth, she was about all women. Yes. So she was uh, she was along with um, Staten and um, Susan B. Anthony. She was with them. But what ended up happening is when the voting came and it was just like, it's either us or them. And it's like, look, we we want to vote before the black man. We want to vote for this. And it, there was some sort of divisiveness in it. And um, we were left out. So you know, again, so I released it, I released the uh, the single on August 6th as a symbolism for August 6th, 1965, when the actual Voting Rights Act came out for African-Americans, where we didn't have any biases that would allow us to vote or any prejudices or disenfranchisements and stuff like that. So, you know, again, Sojourner Truth was the pioneer for that. You know, we have Harriet Tubman but we also have Sojourner Truth. And she was, I don't know if you know this, but she was the first um, black woman to sue a white man and win. Ooh, tell me about that. <laughs> what yeah, was she because suing what, him for? They I took think her I child. got a little bit about that. They took, they her, took her child and she was yeah. already free. So she had to go and walk and go and go to the courts and sue. I mean, again, think about this. 19th century, a black woman going to the courts right to, to sue, sue a white man a white man and then win right she was like one of the first to actually go and speak out against slavery like this woman is just like man she met with Lyndon um with Abraham Lincoln she helped with the the the, the soldiers of the civil rights like I mean not the civil rights but the, the, the civil, civil war mm-hmm. so you know so I mean She's like, she's no joke. She is no joke. So I felt like, and, and again, with this election with Kamala, you know, again, this is all standing on the shoulders of these ancestors, breaking yes. the ceilings. And and I told people, I said, you know, some people like, I don't know if I'm going to vote. I don't know if I should vote. I said, listen, the ancestors, they went through harder hardship than what we're going through right now. And they still went out and vote. And they pushed the envelope just a little bit. So here we are right now, having the ability to push the envelope. We push the envelope, we get the first black president. We push the envelope, now we get a woman vice president of, of African descent and Indian and Asian descent. So the thing is that we, we're not where we wanna be, but we're not where we used to be. And we have to still keep fighting. The struggle is real. Like you said, we gotta dish it. It's all about diversity. And, you know, and we need to be able to, to sit at the table. 
So yes, the, the the struggle is real, and you're right. You know, even after the election, I was like so relieved. I honestly, I felt a weight lifted from my shoulders. The, Me too. Um, when they finally said that Biden had won, I felt a lightness. But at the same time, I also felt a great, great responsibility to continue on the path that I have now forged because there's so much work to still be done. Absolutely. So much work. So yeah, it's it's a matter of, like you said, you push it a little bit, any big boulder, you push it a little bit, you take some rest, you push a little bit, you still got work to do because you you, you got to get it to where you want it to go. And yep. we're not there yet. We're definitely not year, there yet, but- We're not. We're but, not where we, we used to be. But we right. have a lot, we have ways to go. And, you know, we're pushing the glass ceilings. And again, these are like the ancestors, like people like Sojourner Truth, like, you know, it, it, the, the ability, there's so many unsung sheroes too. And yes. unsung heroes, that was also a part of a movement to change the trajectory of, of slavery, of civil rights, of, you know, just diversity. And yet, and still, there are still things that are very systemic that really needs to be dealt with, but these are laws and these are where, this is where we right. come from. We got to vote for our senators. We got to know what we're voting for. We can't just wait for the big elections because everything right. happens within the Congress and the Senate. And if we're not present, we're gonna be left behind. Right. So we absolutely do need to vote in every election that comes up from you know dog catcher to president. Exactly. All and everything in between. <laughs> and everything in between. Because it's no joke. And, and you know, and one of the things, I'll bring it back to Sojourner Truth. You know, she, she wrote a famous speech, Ain't I a Woman? Yes. And um, she brought that speech to, like, to also show her sisters, her white sisters, listen, I'm a woman too. And, and all of the men that was mistreating her and abusing her. And, you know, and she's like, look, but I have children. I eat just like you. I, you know, why am I treated differently? Because of the color of my skin. You know, she says a line, you know, that man in black says, you can't have as much as me. And he says to her, well, you know, you, you, you can't have as much as me because Christ wasn't a woman. And she said, well, where did your God come from? Christ and a woman. Man had nothing to do with it. <laughs> right? But this is like Sojourner Truth. I mean, yes, like, yes. my thing is like, women have always been brilliant minds. I wonder if the world was ruled by women, what it would be. I think it would be amazing. I think it would be amazing too. I, I think, think it that would be we, amazing. Absolutely. Which is, you know, it, it, it shows that we need to write our own stories. We need to put our stories out there ourselves. And I'm talking mostly to my audience right now. You need to write your story because if you don't write your story, someone else is going to write it for you and they're exactly. not going to write it the same way that you would. Mm -hmm. And your story matters. So we need to write our stories and we need to take another look at the stories that have been written before and say, what is missing here? What am I missing here? Like, where are the sheroes? Because they were a lot of sheroes. I just finished reading Women, Race, and Class. Mm -hmm. Yes, Women, Race, and Class by Angela Davis. 
<laughs> and she talks a lot about how Black women were always there working, not just for all women, but for Black people. Exactly. And they always got pushed aside, especially when, especially when we're talking about the suffrage thing, when white women decided that they wanted the white women from the South Mm -hmm. to join their ranks. And they knew that the white women from the South weren't going to be happy with the black women being part of the movement. So they said, hey, could you step aside while we go get these other women over here and left the, the black women behind exactly. and the black women were still like look we're still gonna do this so they exactly. had their own they had their own conferences and they had their own movements and they had their own thing going yeah. on because they knew that they had to couple the voting thing with the anti-racism thing exactly and so it was um yeah it was uh, that was a really this is a really powerful book to read yeah no it is it is and you know again women black like you said black women have contributed so significantly but we've been so invisible but we've been but we're a quiet force we are a quiet force and what happens is that you know when you look at it perfect example black sororities and fraternities kamala harris she's uh in alpha kappa alpha sorority aka Mm -hmm which I'm a proud member of as well. And my thing is like, with all of the, the divine nine, all of the black sororities and fraternities, you know, that's one of the, it's a, it's a force within the community. A lot of people don't know about, but they are moving in the community as leaders, yes. as educators, as, you know, as just, you know, galvanizing votes. I mean, Kamala, mm-hmm. that one of the, that's like her backbone. That helped mm-hmm. her to get to where she, she, you know, is right now. And yes. but these women had to, had to had to create these institutions because they were isolated from what yeah, the white the, women were doing. Exactly, and the what so the they, white men were doing. Exactly, and yeah, and and, and so it's just like we will make a way where there's no way. You tell us no, we find a way. You say the doors <laughs> can't open, we going through the window. You said there's no window, we make a window. You said there's no window, there's no door, we go to the roof. We're going to go through. And we're like water. And, you know, as a people that's been subjected to slavery and a lot of hardships, we found ways to improvise and survive and thrive. And so, like you were saying, you know, you got to speak your truth. You got to speak your truth. Your truth is valid. It's relevant. If you have something to say, you need to say it. Be a world shaker, be a world changer, and you know, educate yourselves. Things are not hidden in books anymore. If you want to find something out, you can find it out. You know yes. what I mean? So, and history has a way of repeating itself because we don't learn from it. So we need to be able to not repeat it, but also find ways to be a part of the solution and not the problem. Yes, absolutely. Right. That's that's exactly right. Life will find a way. I always, whenever something happens, I always turn to my Angelou's poem. Yes. And still I rise. Mm-hmm. Because I just always feel like, you know, somebody does something and it just feels bad. And then I over I always go, and still I rise. So yeah. that's right. Exactly. <laughs> 
exactly. Like, exactly. You, can, you know, you can mic me off. You can, right. you can. With your bitter, twisted lies. It's bitter, twisted lies and still I rise. So exactly. I, that, that's one that I just go, I always come back to that. And still I rise. And so it's like, do, you can do what you want to do. And you know that it's wrong while you're doing it. But you're going to do it. So you can right. do what you want to do. But don't ever think that you have gotten over. No. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. Don't ever think you've gotten over. Because you haven't. You know, there's there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot a long There are places to go. But, you know, I'm always going to stay hopeful. Yes, and I'm an optimist too. I'm an optimist. Yes. <laughs> I'm always going to stay optimist. hopeful and I'm always going to stay positive and I'm always going to say, you know what? Yes, that is a problem. Let's do something about that problem. But you know what? There are a lot of good things too. Yes, I do believe that. I do believe that. There are that. a lot of good things too. I mean, there are a lot of good things. There are a lot of good movements. There are a lot of, we just don't hear about them because the media and everything else is saturating us with fear and, um, yes. you know, uh, divisiveness. And, you know, it's, it's, it's um, sometimes we got to shut these things off as well. It can get yes. discouraging. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's good being done throughout communities, throughout churches, throughout you know, to have different, different activities going on. And you just got to speak your truth. You just got to just live your life again. What is it that you want to pass on? You know, when you leave this earth, what is it that you really want to people to remember you by? How do you change the world around you? And I'm not talking about like the global, global community, but just your, your immediate circle. What are you doing to pass that torch? to making the world better. And it just starts with your immediate circle and it just goes out, 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 you know? Yes, it from the immediate circle, that drop right here, you are that drop right there, wherever it is that you are, you are that drop. And whatever ripples go from you, that's, that's your effect, right? You have a cir- circle of influence and whatever that effect you send out, it influences other people because then maybe that next person is going to do something in their circle and their circle is going to go out. So it's kind of like raindrops, right? It's like, right. Everybody is a drop. And so that's how it's, that's how it works. I have, you know, I talk about that too, in terms of, of drops. So right now we're in a pandemic. So you are unable to do your music as you would like, I think, and be able to. So what are you doing to keep yourself inspired? Well, I mean, the good thing about it is like, you know, I do have other projects and little projects coming along. For me, I I like when I have a deadline, you know, I work, when you work towards something, you know, you're a little bit more passionate. So, you know, I, again, I, I I do do music. I do have some performances coming up. But I, I, I try to stay inspired. I try to, you know, get get back actually into, get, you know, doing my voice lessons and doing my voice and, you know, singing again. And because it got it could get discouraging. You know, you're like, oh, what am I going to do this? But I'm like, no, listen, trick your mind and telling you you have a gig in two weeks. <laughs> and then do it. <laughs> and then get ready for that gig. But my thing is like, no, no, but in all honesty, you know, 
the thing is that this is the time for you to hone in on your gift even more. It's a little bit difficult because you don't really see what's going to happen and you don't know. But I know that this too shall pass. But I also want my gift. I don't want to get ready. I want to be ready. You know what be I mean? Be like, ready. You, you want to be ready. So I just, again, I try to do whatever I can with respect to music, kind of practice, piano, voice, sing and get inspired listen to you know words of inspiration because you know it can get dark and it's okay sometimes for you to get to the dark place but you got to get out of the dark place because it's not realistic for you to be like happy go lucky in this pandemic no but at the same time it's like you just cannot allow this energy of darkness to sap you out of life and so you can look at the glass half empty or half full I choose half full I'm an optimist so I know that everything that's happening right now is a reason when things happen things get shut down I know that this is an opportunity for me to ground myself and to do something better yes yes well I'm so happy to hear that and I cannot wait for you to get back on the road and find your (laughs) more magical places (laughs) I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't wait. I can't wait. But, you know, but in the meantime, in the meantime and in between time, you know, this is the opportunity to do any and everything that you couldn't do because you were working, you were doing this, that, the other. You're like, oh, man, I wish I had time. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I wish I could be just like a one place where I don't have to do anything and I could just sing and I could write my book and I can do this. Okay, now this is the time. And now you're not trying to do it. Here it is. Well, you know what? In the beginning, honest, to be honest, like really honest, like March, April, I was not doing anything. I was simply trying to get my bearings and understand what's going on. What's happening? (laughs) I know that's right. I I was like, you know, because the kids had to figure things, we had to figure out, you know, especially for my son, because my daughter was being homeschooled at the time. But for my son, we had to figure out what is happening with him, his school, because they, I mean, they had to just right like this within week they had to you know pivot and then I was like you know we're all home then my husband's you know he's professor so he had to change everything to online and then I had to like stop a lot of the other things that I was doing and then pivot and I was like oh wow and I and I said to myself wow now I have time and I was like Whoo, but but right now I need I need some time I need a break I need, I need a break I need a I mental need some, break I, I, need- I, I don't even know what my eyes and my ears are hearing as yes. being <laughs> pandemic like you know I was really- like I know. Okay. So I was like, who? So it took me a minute to kind of go, okay, now we're in this. All right. So I have time now. I have time now. So then that's when I ended up, you know, during the summer doing the wine Wednesday wind down. Right. um, Which kind of translated into this podcast, you know, which is something that I never really imagined that I would do, but I stayed open and exactly tap into that creativity, tap into that creativity. And again, I, 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 I feel you. I, I, I think for me, it's, um, like in August, like, I mean, I had projects that I was working on, Ain't I Woman? So I was really busy with projects, but when things started to wind down and I'm like, 
what's going on? Mm, okay. You know, <laughs> then, and then, then dad passed and I'm like, mm, yeah. what's going on? And then, you know, I'm hearing bad news from here. The phone rings. You're like, okay, what's next? Like, everybody all right you know it's like that that whole thing you know yeah you, you know that you're jumping because you just don't know what's coming everything is just you're being bombarded not mm. only from your immediate family from the television from the whole world so it's just like you just at that point okay let me start to ground myself and it's okay to give yourself that time to like try to figure things out but at the same time like i said don't stay there do right. not stay in that dark sunken place right right don't, right don't do it don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no. Nope. Don't it's, it's do just, it. Yes. Find a way to find your way to to see the light for sure. Yeah. For find sure. a way. Tap into your creativity. Tap into everything that you've always wanted to do but could never do. Um, you know, start getting creative with, you know, you always wanted to pursue a writing career, but you couldn't do it. Because yeah. you had to work two, three jobs or you had to work a job or that nine to five grind to get a kid, whatever. You know, but, you know, this pandemic has allowed, uh, you know, people to just kind of like sit mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. and it's just like, not just you, but the whole world, everybody, mm -hmm. everybody, everybody's on pause. Everybody's on pause. This you world, our world said, look, you all are on punishment to your corners. <laughs> and to your corners. Okay. okay. <laughs> You got to just look at life half empty or half full. I, I just think that it's easy to be a pessimist. It's easy to be dark. It, it is easy. It's easy to just get into that place. And it's like, you know, that woe is me and I blame everybody. Don't look at you. No. At, at the end of the day, you know what? You just need to put blinders on. Stop looking at what everybody's doing because nobody's paying right. your bills. They can't put food on your table. You right. can't so care you about them more than you yourself. So you got to. You got to hone up, grab yourself by the bootstraps and get to moving because the only thing that's constant is change. Yes. So if you don't change, it's going to happen around you anyway. You'll be old and talking about, I wish I could have, I didn't, I wanted to. Oh my gosh, I regret. Right. And no one wants to, no one wants to get to the end with regret. Let's no. not do that. Let's I want to be like, oh, it's time to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You want to re absolutely want to leave something behind and people can say yes and can build yes. upon and make, make build on and, exactly. and, and continue to make it a better place exactly you know, for our exactly. kids, grandkids, for our kids, so on and so forth. But yes. live, everybody live, live like it may be your last day on earth. Just live because tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. So live your truth. You know, live, live, live. Yes, girl. Yes. All right. So let's wind it down and bring it back down. And this is a question I like to ask all my guests before we part. Okay. And that okay. is, what is your favorite dish? Okay. So listen, y'all. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry about that. <laughs> I know, but you know. So I love um, rice and beans. 
but you know, I love the red pinto beans. Okay. I love the legume, you know, with the, you know, it's like a, a Haitian legume, guys. If you don't know about the Haitian Ooh. legume, y'all should really you taste it. find out. Oh my God, put some eggplants and some cabbage and some carrots and you got to find out and cook it with a little bit with some goat, Ooh. with some cabrit, mm-hmm. some cabrit, mm-hmm. with nice little sauce. Ooh. I mean, yeah, it makes your bush coolie. means makes your mouth water. Makes your mouth water. Bush coolie, everybody, y'all ain't for y'all from me to That's think. right. Bush coolie. <laughs> but I do like my sauce squat too. I mean, okay, listen, I'm sorry. Mm. I don't mean to be biased, but Haitian food is one of the best food in this world. Look, I'm not gonna look, be biased. I, I'm not even gonna fight you. I'm not even gonna don't, fight don't you. Don't fight me because it's not—it's not even speaking words. It's not even—it's non-negotiable, girl. Because <laughs> nice. when you taste Haitian food, you be like, you know what? Uh, uh, you know, listen, she's right. Right. I'm sorry. Haitian it's food so is good. amazing, especially if if somebody does it right Ooh. with the right seasoning. Mm, mm, mm. It's so yeah so listen yes i you know i love me some of oh my gosh so yeah haitian haitian food is like one of my favorite dishes on the planet really Mm-mm. and then the peaklies and then yeah. the you know oh my gosh and then the and, then the, and the fritai listen Listen, guys, if you don't know about Haitian food, please go get you, go to the Haitian restaurant when the pandemic is over, because we're not trying to get nobody COVID. Right. (laughs) Go get you some, you know, that's how you celebrate. When that pandemic is over, Over. go to a Haitian restaurant and get you some Haitian food. Ooh, yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Pauline, thank you so much for coming on Diversity Dish. It has been so much fun. And as always, you are just my beautiful soul sister. And I am so glad that you made the time to be with us. Thank you. And listen, everybody, Diversity Dish is where you dish shit out. So listen, please support my sister. She's amazing. And I'm going to spread the news about this Diversity uh, Dish podcast. Thank you again for allowing me to be on this show. And um, I'm really honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Messy Uncle. Hey, did you enjoy that episode? If so, please be sure to subscribe, download, rate, review, and share. It would also mean the world to me if you became a patron over at Patreon. The information is in the show notes. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.